0: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.
1: Hey everybody. We really don't have an intro to this pod, but I uh, just want to say go Sixers. Woo! Woo! All right, hey everybody! I'm your host with the most, Joe Gazarian, and my Montreal Canadiens will continue on their quest to hoist Lord Stanley. Game seven—I don't I, you know. I guess it's still an upset. I mean, everybody had a t- Toronto winning, so except me.
2: That is true. Um, not necessarily happy about that, but I am Matt Arena, and even though I do like a handful of the players on the Jets. That series will be absolutely terrible for TV. But on the bright side, maybe that'll make Mark Bergeron believe they are truly contenders. They, they took a step this year, even though they literally had the same number of points as the Flyers. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, I tell you what, though, Matt, that Habs team, uh, they made me a non-believer in the Maple Leafs. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, Leafs are going to Leafs. What did I tell you at the start of the series, Mike? I, I it was it. a
0: high probability. I, you know what? I believed in them. After they lost Game Five, I was like, "They're gonna, they'll be okay. They'll win Game Six, and no one will ever think of it." And then when they lost Game Six, I was like, "That's it."
1: Yeah, you knew it was over once they lost Game Six. They were gonna lose. I just,
0: I
2: just can't believe they gave up a first for
0: Nick Foligno. In
2: hindsight, that's phenomenal. Oh yeah, Yeah. Yeah. talk about being absolutely irrelevant for a team.
1: We'll get we'll get into all the uh, all the first round matchups in a little bit. Um, But real quick, a word from our sponsors. The second round is in full swing, and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. You hear that, Toronto? To give you some skin of the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes, up for grabs each day. The best part is that it's free-to-play. DraftKings' free-to-play pools are easy to enter, Just download the DraftKings app, go to Pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games games, and track your results throughout the evening. Download the uh, top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Man, just like the Leafs, I was doing real great to the end there, and I just fumbled the puck all over the place. But um, Good for DraftKings. That's always fun. You you can make money without having to spend money. I like that. do you guys want to do first-round talk and then a little Giroud talk, or you want to do Giroud talk first and then first-round talk?
2: I'd say the flyer's news for the last section. I think it's fair to get right into the first round, considering it's probably on everyone's everyone's mind more so yeah. than
1: L- – A little fresh yeah. right now, so let's get into it. Some of the, some of the highlights. Um, we mentioned at the top, Leafs with another choke job. Montreal advances to play Winnipeg. Uh, and the winner of that will play the Avalanche uh, or Vegas, which will just be an absolute slaughter. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, the Penguins lost. Their goaltending. Woof. That's uh, that's tough for Tristan Jari, man. Uh, I never want anyone to, to have, like, big, like, you know, horrible games in front of national audiences. But, man, that's tough for him. He threw that uh, – was that game six where he threw the puck up the ice? I mean, that was just yeah. – Bizarre. That was Steve Mason. Bizarre. Sometimes, I remember a
0: a fellow hockey watcher slash podcaster telling us way back in the beginning of the season that Tristan Jari is going to be the same goalie that he was five years ago, that he is today, that he will be in three years. So I mean, maybe time to move off then. then, Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) Might be time to move off. Shots fired. Yeah, (laughs) Islanders. uh... They made the playoffs at least. Yeah, at least they made the playoffs. Islanders move on. They're tied up right now, one to one with Boston in that series. That's a very physical series. I only watched the third period of that because I was watching Montreal. And, um, holy crap. The, I watched maybe half of the third period. They were just banging bodies down there, man. Really throwing their weight around both teams. Really aggressive. Good, good East Coast hockey. Um, other stories my Panthers, they couldn't, uh, they could not hand up to the, the test that is the, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, Nikita Kucherov. Did he have eleven points?
2: Yeah, ten. he's yeah, Like ten and whatever that, that, it was. That's the... just
1: otherworldly. Um, but the big question in, in for the Panthers is obviously in goal. You have Bob's gigantic contract. Um, they got a really good goalie in Spencer Knight. It looks like they got that other guy, Chris Drieger, right? So they yeah. got three goalies. They got to make some decisions soon. And then um, the Avs obviously swept. Um, St. Louis, which was kinda of quiet. Not a lot of people talked about that, but um the Avs really took care of them pretty quick. Any of those series you guys want to chat about, anything that, that popped out? Mike, you mentioned the Penguin series. Was that one you followed a little bit more?
0: Um I I wouldn't say followed. I mean I, I think it was more uh a factor of like I was working a lot when they would be on working mm-hmm. at the the network. Um and yeah, it was, it was like a surprisingly interesting series. A, lot, a couple of overtime games. Yeah. Um, Crosby was invisible for the most part. Um, Penguins goaltending just completely let them down. There was that train rolling into the station right <laughs> on cue. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm
1: sorry, I'm choking on my water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think, I think the series that I followed the closest was that Toronto-Montreal series. I mean... I don't want to say that I was rooting for the Maple Leafs, um, but I think that Toronto fans are way less insufferable than ter- Montreal fans. And I mean, like, I just—they've been in that rebuild now, not rebuild, but they've been—you know—the Shanna Plan has been in place for the like, Shanna
1: Plan. I have not heard it. You've called never that. heard that? No, I like yeah, it. that's
0: what they call it. Uh, that's been in place for what, like eight seasons now. Like they haven't, they haven't won, won a won
2: series as- since two thousand four.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's brutal. And, and just they've had to some see major collapses. Yeah, what,
1: what?
0: they've had huge collapses, and and it's a team that like they they addressed all their needs this year, this offseason. They looked like, mm. and even at the trade deadline, they looked like you know I don't want to say they were like avalanche level or anything no, like that. They're a contender. not even not close. But like they had all of the pieces to be a real contender. Like. And if yeah, you they look got puck this,
2: luck in a series. They definitely could be beating some good teams.
0: So. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's not like they even, you know, it's not like they were let down by their goaltending or their defense like they do because they, you know, that fast and loose style they used to play. They got let down because their top guys weren't scoring. You know, the defense played fine. Goaltending was, you know, did its job. I think uh, Jack Campbell had, I think, like a 9 40 save percentage or something like that in a, in a losing series. Like, that's that's tough. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't wait to watch. I'm going to watch, uh, after this, Steve Dangle's uh, videos uh, after games 5, 6, and 7. I'm excited for that.
1: It's so. funny. I, I listened to 31 Thoughts. Uh, they dropped an episode today, and they had Steve Dangle on, Mike. So you should give it a listen. It's uh, it's really funny. It's So it was recorded before game 7. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can hear his his kind of his thoughts before. it. Uh, but yeah, yeah let's dig into this series a little bit. I mean, that stinks. I mean, we obviously the Flyers do have a connection at least with with Simmons. Um, I would have liked for him to advance just just for Wayne, just because he's one of my favorite Flyers of all time. But I mean, you also look at like Joe Thornton. Does he come back again? Like probably not. I would think not. But. I mean,
2: yeah, I felt bad for him. Yeah, because um, like you said, I mean, it would have been nice to see a handful of those guys. Spetsa too. Like that's what was so confusing for me is the kind of some of the player usage is like I get having to rely on those big guns, right? Like they have to produce for you, and I agree with Mike. That's the reason they lost the series. Um, when it comes to like evaluating the team, like there's not much you really could do. You addressed everything. You got more physical. Like you weren't being pushed around. But Spezza and Nylander arguably were their two best, like, offensive producing forwards, yet you really didn't see an incremental, like, bump in their ice time going into these big games where they needed wins down the stretch, which, I mean, again, like, I understand you want to lean on your best players, but five, six, seven games in, if they're not producing, it's kind of like, at a certain point, you might want to try to play them a little bit more, like... I don't know. It's confusing.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you, you're if you're waiting till game seven to get your big guys going, it's probably too late, right? Yeah. Like if, if they show up, that's great. But you've got to have some type of plan in place, and and like for the Leafs, the whole year, it's not like they were a one-headed machine or two-headed machine or monster like with Matthews and Marner. Nylander had a great year. Jason Spezza had like a shockingly good year. Um, Alex Kerfoot was pretty good. Like, yeah, they just, they did. They just leaned really heavy into those two top two guys, and it didn't, it just didn't work.
1: Nylander had five goals. Um, You know who also looked kind of good? Galchenyuk, actually. Yeah, yeah. He looked good. I mean, he had that brutal turnover in game, was that game six or game five? I think six. Yeah, he just, he just didn't look he thought he could make the pass and that ended up the the two on no going the other way which uh when i saw it i thought that goal didn't go in at first and even the whoever the call was he was like and it was it call – it wasn't callfield was suzuki he's like suzuki and he scores cuz he was going to say misses yeah so it went in weird but um yeah i thought i thought Nylander played well i thought Galchenyuk played well spetsa was has been good all year um it just thinks Like, like I said, you know, Joe Thornton is a guy that I think we've all really loved watching play for a long time. He's probably going to hang him up. I, if you're Kyle Dubas and Brandon Shanahan, what the hell do you do? Because, like you guys said, like this team is—I mean, almost perfect. I, I don't really know what else you could have done. Obviously, losing John Tavares was was tough, but they still have incredible depth. Um, Austin Matthews and Marner, obviously, nine of them got going, like you guys said. I think I saw they had combined like almost sixty shots. Yeah, in, in the games, and they just they could not get the back I mean, of the net. Carey
0: Price was it, Carey the, Price. The Habs, the Habs don't win that with any other goalie. I mean, that's just that's yeah. what it comes down to. That's you know a big reason why they were in the series against the Flyers. And there's the train again. Right <laughs> Q, <laughs> second time this episode, actually third, third time we yeah, the, we, yeah we, we cut out that first take. No, uh, leave the first one in. No, nah, I gotta take it out. Um, but yeah, I don't. Know. I think the smart thing, in all honesty, is to just run it back. Like, because yeah. they showed that they were a good enough team this year that, again, Matt, you said they get a couple bounces. They're probably a cup
1: yeah, contender. I
2: mean, they had overtime, two back-to-back overtime games in which they lost, right? So they're one shot away from advancing two separate times. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, the common denominator of all the teams that are in the second round is great goaltending. You have Hellbuck, yep. you have Flurry, which is another thing I do want to get into. You have combination of Varlamath. Varlamov, Sorokin. Is it Sorokin? That's Sorokin, Yeah, right? Sorokin. Yeah. Um, down the line, Vasilevsky, right? It's like all very, very good goaltenders who played very, very well, and they didn't let up softies when you can't. So I think that's another part of it. But like you mentioned, I mean, Jack Campbell played well. It was unfortunate that that first goal he let in was brutal. And then again, yeah. like we yeah. mentioned with puck luck, right? Like a, bounce, a shot from the point bouncing off Corey Perry's knee and in. Right,
0: and that's the difference in the game. Uh, Even the winner in Game Six, Suzuki takes a shot from the top of the circles and it hits off. I think it was Brody's knee and into the net. So that's I mean, another one. Yeah. You know, yeah. tough break. But
1: let's 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 shift anything anything last with the Leafs for Montreal. Oh, do you guys want to pick a winner for Montreal Winnipeg? Do you want to do that real quick?
2: I feel like it has I to mean, be the Jets.
0: Yeah, I oh, cool. hope it's the Jets. So you both yeah, have Jets, Montreal.
1: Matt. Jets in how many? Six,
0: yeah, I'll give him the six.
1: Mike, Jets in.
0: Yeah, that sounds probably right. Six.
1: All right, I'll take Montreal in seven. Yeah, Montreal doesn't win in lessons than seven. Hey, okay. keep it going. Uh, let, let's let's uh, speaking of keeping going, let's keep moving down. Penguins, um, Islanders. Just real quick, we we talked about this a lot. Jari obviously throws that uh, <laughs> throws that pizza in the middle of the ice that cost them the game, and then just. Not had he did not have just a good series period, um, and I, it's funny because I watched like three of those games. I really thought the Penguins were the better team for a lot of yeah. them. Um, yeah, they just they could the not. Team. Not mine is hey, the goalie, obviously. Yeah, tell me we've heard this before. The team was was good enough, but the goalie just couldn't get him to save when they needed. Right, where have we heard that story before? But um, it's weird, man. It's uh, I did listen to like I said thirty one thoughts earlier, and Elliot um, Friedman said Jeff Carter is most likely coming back for another year. So we're I gonna have, we're gonna see Jeff Carter again. Uh, he had a terrific playoffs. He had a great. That's a great deal by by Hexy getting him. Um, I guess he just is knew he's he gonna. Go is ahead. he
0: coming back? He's he his contract's up with Pittsburgh, nope. Pittsburgh right? Nope. No, nope. He's got he's one got year left. Year. So we'll be seeing. I him. thought he had one year left. I thought he had two years left, like last year, like the like last year, and then this year. I thought that nah, that was No, he it. still nope. he's has got, another year. He's got yeah, one more God,
1: year. Boy. So we'll see him in a Penguins uniform next year. That'll be fun. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what the Penguins do. Um, I always thought that they should have traded for Fleury last offseason, got him back. It was I was just going to say, I've been
2: seeing people clamoring about that. I, I don't know how they do that, though, with the cap situation. Uh, it's he's, make, he's making seven mil a year, and there's no shot that, <laughs> unless they add, like, a first or something, that Vegas is going to, like, hold cap. Like, Vegas gonna... won't
1: hold cap, period. They just can't. They're, they're well, the all I mean. in mode. Well, that's what
2: I mean. There's no – I can't imagine a scenario in which they're able to bring him back at yeah. 7 mil a year, even if it's just – I think it's his last year in his contract because it was a three-year, and this yeah, is him they, for out, a year but so.
1: We'll see what they do. Uh, Islanders move on. As I mentioned at the top, they're one-on-one one with Boston right now. Let's do uh, – you want to do that pick real quick?
0: I think uh, – I, I yeah. But I, I don't know what I was going to say. I think Matt wanted to talk about the uh, – the flurry and Vegas stuff. Um, yeah, yeah I, we can we can run through and make our picks, I guess, real quick.
2: Yeah, we'll do the picks and then we'll go into that because uh, my roommate and I were, were chatting about that yesterday, so I'm going to get. I thoughts. have,
1: um, I've got Boston and six.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm going to go That's Boston and
0: five. Okay, I'll, I'll say work. Boston and
1: six as well. All right, all right. Let's get into uh, to flurry and Vegas. Then, Matt, go ahead.
2: Yeah, so we, we kind of had a discussion about... I, I was pretty shocked initially without really considering the reasons as to why they went with uh, Lennar. Um, my roommate, Jordy, had brought up, obviously, Fleury's 36 years old, coming off a seven-game series. Pretty quick turnaround after that seventh game. Um, and then Peter DeBoer mentions how he wanted to make sure he got a game in for Lennar in case he did need to come in and play. Now even though that all makes sense in theory, right? And he p- gets paid five a year. He's on a five-by-five deal, Leonard did. You'd expect him to give your team as good a chance to to win a game as Flurry. Um, but I thought it was such a weird – kind of a weird decision, right? Like it's not like you're playing a team that you think like you're pretty even. I don't want to say they're not evenly matched, but like the Avalanche are so good, right? And the idea of putting in someone who hasn't played in 20 days – I like, even though he's getting pl- practice time, right? Like, it's. I think it showed on that first goal. Yeah. The backhand down yeah. the wing, like, there's no way you can let that short side backhand in. I know backhands are hard to read for goalies, but still, like, that goal and the fourth goal where McKinnon goes five hole, I feel like are both very much stoppable pucks that Flurry probably potentially stops, which potentially can give you a completely different. Like first half of that game, and maybe it's closer, and maybe they get one, and it's a different outcome. But I just thought it was a very interesting move by Peter DeBoer, who I think, based on some of his comments after the game about Ryan Reeves, he's a I don't know. I don't really know what I think of him as a coach. It was I didn't really agree with him bringing him on over Gerard Gallant, but what did he say about Reeves? Move. I didn't see it. He pretty no. much said that like he's like he's always been a very clean. Player like,
0: even <laughs> though like,
2: literally the the game prior he cross checked Ryan Sutter face first into the into the post, um, and I want to say he got suspended a couple
1: times within the last year, right? Well, he he had that really bad hit. Um, was that last playoffs? Was that the Jets? I want to say they played. I can't
2: remember, but yeah, I know what you're talking Maybe about it was the Sharks.
1: And- he had a brutal hit, man. And not even now. I think it was the Canucks. Sorry. It was the Vancouver Canucks. That's who it was.
2: And he came out, him being Reeves, and admitted that it was retaliatory and (laughs) that he pulled out a chunk of his hair. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm like, first of all, if you're in like a scrap of any kind and you're grabbing someone's hair, especially considering he's like the toughest dude in the league, right? Like, he's Mm -hmm. not holding on for dear life. Trying to get some type of advantage over the person, like no. he's initiating and t- controlling that engagement, N- like literally knee on his head, pulling out chunks of someone's hair, like he's in a like a cat fight. Like I just really don't understand how you can come to that conclusion after
0: what he admitted. It was very, it was very weird. Yeah, that was a, a weird game. For a lot of a lot of circumstances, like you're talking about, Matt, um, I did want to touch on the flurry thing. Um, so, according to the broadcast, they were really pushing the narrative that um, Flurry apparently was like just gassed, like he could hardly make it through practice, like leading up. And I was actually listening, so when I like do work with the network. This is a little inside baseball. Uh, they give us, like, the feeds straight from the arenas. So, like, we can hear what is being said in the commercial break and stuff like that. Like, do you guys remember when Jonesy and oh, JJ they got, got a call? Yeah. 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 That so, that's great. that comes from people watching on, like, the direct feeds. Um, that's how they pick that up. So, the, and they were basically saying the same thing in the, in the you know, off camera that, like, they basically... Put Laner in for game one, saying like, "All right, look, we think we're good enough to beat Colorado overall. Let's give Flurry like, 'Cause that get put playing Laner in game one gave Flurry an extra like two days rest. I think mm. three um, days, yeah, three days, yeah, yeah, uh, including the game, yeah. Um, so they're like, let's give him the extra rest. We'll come back in. We'll basically treat this like a throwaway game. If Laner can win it, great, but it's likely not going to happen because." I mean that's just unfair to put a goalie in in that situation yeah. like against that team, but yeah, it really does sound like Mark Andre Fleury just did not have just didn't have it. He didn't have it ready to go for that game, which is going to happen when you. I mean, you're relying a thirty six. Yeah, hey, get yeah. up
1: there. Also, I can see how because the Avs swept St. Louis, they had a lot of time off, so maybe oh, yeah. Vegas was like, okay, maybe they're rusty. You know, this is a good time to get a goalie in. Didn't work out that way, but I can see yeah, it. Yeah, because you're, you're not
0: going to play Flurry in Game One if he's questionable to go. He gets torched, and then in Game Two you go to Laner, yeah. and he hasn't played in 24 days at that point, and then gets torched again. Like, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: last kind of series. Oh well, should we talk about um, Minnesota Vegas at all? That was it was fun. I mean, Kaprizov is the real deal, man. He looks really really good. Um, I thought the Wild gave it their best. You know they're just they don't have enough to beat Vegas, which yeah, is, well, most I, teams don't. So
0: I don't really know what that team projects like moving forward because I mean there's already talk that Matt Dumba could have played his last game in Minnesota after that like Game Seven. I saw that was a big talking point. Chuck, better get on um, the phone. Yeah, there's the. I mean, there's how, many stops? Realistically, <laughs> realistically, how many stops? realistically, every time stops too. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's only
1: when you're talking. It it really is.
0: (laughs) Um, But yeah, realistically, like I don't know what that team has really outside of Kabritsov, Dumba,
1: because like I really like that Jordan. How many times did
0: they scratch Zach Parise in that that series? yo,
1: he's he is clearly not happy. He was
2: pissed, and they were saying like I, I can't remember if it was one of one of the pods on our network or not, but they were talking about how like he led them in power play scoring yeah yeah and their power play had been struggling and like even when they brought him back in the lineup i don't think he was on it until like the very last game or something crazy like that and he actually scored yeah he got power a goal. Play goal on the deflection yeah. and he's, it's he's kind done... of
0: go ahead sorry Matt.
2: no no you're good i was just gonna say it's kind of funny because you look at even though they end up winning the series they very well could have lost like you even look at like montreal like they haven't been playing Rom- romanov like romanov whatever it is like they didn't play Caulfield. They didn't play the uh, Emmy yeah. until the third game. Like, I just don't understand what these. I mean, it's a little different because they're younger players, but it's it still shows you that coaches just make like some crazy. They they think I don't even know what they think. But
1: they galaxy brain it, dude. They they yeah. They, 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 they the pull a, a Howie Roseman. Room. Yeah,
2: it's a Howie Roseman drafting wide receivers.
0: Yeah, I, I, I mean Zach Prize is is not what he. What, like, I don't think he ever was even what people thought he was when he was younger. No. but, like Zach Prese when he hits the playoffs is a different animal. Like, yeah, he's it, been historically nasty. It, yeah, playoffs. historically. like he he gets to the playoffs and he just scores timely goals in and around the net, the exact type of goals you need. i I do not think that one like who would even replace him that would make them better on paper. But even in theory, if the replacement made them better on paper, I mean, the playoffs are sort of a place where, you, I, like, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but you almost have to throw out a lot of, some, like, some of these auxiliary stats and stuff like that and just go with the guys who yeah. have been you only there. Because you only
2: need four wins, especially if it, he's exactly. the driving
0: force of your power play. Exactly. Yeah. It,
2: provides, it places so much more emphasis on the importance of special teams. Mm -hmm. And just to take him out of that is kind of like, I don't know, interesting
1: decision. We will see. I I thought the series was fun, though. I thought um, they played him hard until the end. and They should be proud, seriously. I mean, who had Minnesota taking Vegas to seven games? Nobody. So, good for them. Um, Kind of the last series I want to talk about, just because I want to ask you guys, what would you do right now if you were the Florida Panthers GM? Because, like we said at the top, they have three... Technically, three good goalies. I mean, Drieger played really well this year. I thought uh, Spencer Knight looked great in the playoffs. He let he let in the first shot of the game, and then after that, didn't let in a single goal. I was like, I think that was game four or five. Um, he looked really good. And then you have Bobrovsky, who didn't even dress for the games when Knight played. He wasn't even the backup. Like he's making what was it ten million? Yeah. yeah, and he's not even dressed as the backup. What do you do if you're if you're Florida right now? What the hell are you going to do?
0: They're going to have to. They
1: they can't buy them out, can they?
0: I was going to say they might have to explore buyout. Like, yeah. What what other? I mean, you could.
2: You can try it's, to it's, trade it's, them to like a team who needs some yeah. cap and trade a bunch of picks along with it. Like, that's what really that, the only option. What would that
1: buyout be like? There wouldn't. Well, be it 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 multiplies the amount years by
0: two, so it's how many how many years is he signed
2: for it was 7 so, so it'd be 10 years cuz he's two so, he's yeah. 2 years into a 7 year deal cuz he didn't sign so, yeah. with the team it oh my God. be like
0: 10 years or i think you know what? once it hits a certain it, it would either be 5 over 35 it gets worse too yeah it would it would either be like
1: also i'm sorry I, real quick
0: i what the numbers are sorry
1: real quick uh, listening to 31 Thoughts today there are reports out there that there are people saying the cap Will not go up for at least five years.
0: I, I've I heard that it was three coming into the year, so that makes sense. Well, it does. It I'm not shocked by that. That's going to be brutal, though. They're going to have to work in compliance buyouts because that's just not going to happen.
1: Compliance buyouts, or I don't know, some kind of some other system. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're Florida, I don't know what you do. I guess you can go to the Kraken and be like, "Hey, here's your number one goalie. You know, here's a first round pick." take him and don't look back. Here's two first-rounders. I don't know what you do, but, I mean, that's brutal. What um, they, they got Spencer Knight, they got Chris Drieger, and they got Bobrovsky. So, we'll see. I just wanted to see what you guys were thinking.
2: I'm trying to I buy think... him out on Cap friendly real quick and see what <laughs> I'm doing the exact same thing. You. you
1: and uh, – who's the GM for – is it Bill Zito? He, he's doing the same thing, trying to make the money <laughs> right. work. Ready? Okay. So, it, it would
0: be – Oh, God. I mean, what would it be? I mean, that, that's just tough. So they'd be buying, they'd be paying them through 2030, 2031. Oh. And it would. So 2021 through 2023, they'd be paying them 5.8. So 5.8 for two years on the cap. And then 6.8 for three more years. And then 1.8 for. Five more years. Yeah, so, I mean, do that. that might not be an option. No. But, again, like, what are you going to do? Just not play goalie that's making, making ten, no. $10 million on your cap? Like, You, you save, like,
2: a million him. by sending him down, then he's definitely not going to report to yeah, the Yeah, that's DA, what I'm so. saying.
0: Like, they, they just might have to do this.
1: I, have, I, I don't know. Does he have a no trade, does it say? No movement mm. clause, yep. Oh, oh, God. Fuck. Because <laughs> yeah. this is what I was going to say. I was like, you find a sucker, you go to Ken Holland, and you say, Kenny? Here's your goalie of the future. You can line him up with McDavid. You'll have three guys that make north of ten mil. Take it's their own fault though.
2: It's cra- Like I remember, I looked into it after he's like the series began, and they draft night, and then eleven days later, signed Sergei Bobrovsky to a seven year, ten million dollar per year deal. So you're saying that you draft someone in the first round, which typically they say that GMs who the reason they don't draft. People goalies in the first round is because you're essentially drafting them for the next GM that comes in yeah like he comes in two years later I guess almost at age 20 so you're saying two years he comes in then you have three years from there like what did you still anticipate like being fine with your Bobrovsky making 10 a year as the backup when you have to pay him his bridge like I just don't know. I mean, they're reaping what they sow. I mean, it was a stupid decision on their part. It was super short, like short-sighted, and now they're
0: they're screwed. So especially because it hasn't paid any dividends whatsoever, right? Like no. in year one, they didn't make the playoffs, and Bobrovsky was bad. In year two, they make the playoffs, but probably more because of Chris Drieger, right? Like I feel like they played them close to a one a one b. If anything, and I think didn't he start in Game One of the playoffs? Yeah, true. Like, yeah and then they did. went to Barbarowski. so he to he's already not their starter. So what did you accomplish by? And then last year, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was that uh, report from Friedman that like the Panthers ownership sent out an internal memo to like the front office saying we need to shave uh, ten million dollars from our uh, payroll. Like over the next, really like over the next season or whatever, and everyone's like, "That's literally just Poporowski's contract." They like they already can't afford the contract, and now that he can't even play to you know be worth the contract. That's
1: crazy. We'll, yeah. we'll see. That's that's tough. That's that's a tough pill to swallow if you're a Panthers fan, just because that team is. They, I mean, they're good. They're, they look good. They're exciting. So. Yeah, yeah, they are exciting. That's that's Joe the handle
2: problem too. Yeah, yeah, they scratch Yandel – scr- Twice? To
0: end, to end his Iron Man streak, which is – that's tough. No, I thought I it doesn't
1: count. I thought the playoffs don't count as Iron Man. No,
0: they, they no, scratched him in the beginning – or, like, early in the season. No, no they, they, they
1: they let him play. They let him play. Oh,
0: oh. Yeah, yeah, so he still the has Iron the players were Man. like, he you
1: can't in, do
2: this. He was second – I think he had, like, 900-something games. And, I mean, I get it. Like, you have, like, at a certain point, if he's not playing well, you have to go with the best roster. But I almost feel like – I don't know, dude. Like nine hundred plus games, and you are just—he also
0: just... wasn't playing that bad for them either. Like, no. I, I feel like Keith Yandel had a pretty good overall season I, too. I mean, I,
2: I can't really say. I mean, I thought he had a pretty decent season. Like, I thought he did pretty well on the on the power play for them at the very least. Which, again, it's a big part of the off season um, is controlling special teams. But again, we don't watch this closely, so it's kind of hard to say. But I thought that was—that's I mean, tough, had... man.
0: Three goals, 24 assists in 56 games. I mean, from a points perspective, it's not bad at all. So, yeah, half a point a game.
1: It's tough, man. It is tough. Let's uh let's wrap it up with some flyers news. I didn't know about this at all. I've
0: hit a 57% course side this year. I'm sorry, Joe. I no. did not mean to interrupt you. That's okay. Holy shit. I mean, come on.
2: And they're healthy bombing him to end his what could have been <laughs> potentially like him breaking the Ironman streak, swapping a Bear.
1: Who says no? Actually, I do. Got he contract's makes too big. Six yeah. point seven five. So like, um, let, let, let's let's answer some Flyers news though. I, I didn't know this, uh, Mike. When you put it in the group chat, I had to like look it up, and I still couldn't find a ton. But, but apparently, there's some some writers out in Ottawa that are, I guess, bored. And they're throwing out the idea that, you know, Ottawa really, their missing piece would be Claude Giroux. You know, Hurst, Ontario guy, you know, he fit right in. He, he lives in Ottawa in the off season doesn't he? trains in Ottawa, too, most of the time. Um, I think his wife's from Ottawa. So apparently that's what, the, uh, that's what the Senators need. They need our captain to go and steer their ship for him. I don't know. Who's the, who's the captain right now for, for Ottawa? I don't think they have one. Kachuk,
0: yeah, I don't know if they have one.
1: I think they have a bunch of A's. Hmm.
0: It, it, the whole Jeru thing is weird because the, like the rumors or whatever you want to call them, were at, were picked up by Steve Dangle on his podcast, and they like talked about it, in a, like at length in an episode recently. Hmm. And in it, they talk about how Jeru is like. So you have like Jake, JVR, and Jeru and Hayes making all around the same amount of money. And they said something to the effect of like Jake, like Jake or JVR will probably go to Seattle, but then that leaves Giroux, who's like the least productive out of all of them. And like, that's a big, you know, that's, you know, anchoring the flyers and everything. And it's like, I mean, it's just a case of people historically underrating Claude Giroux because he was actually the flyers best player this year. So, I mean, I, I, yeah it's it is when people talk about drew it's so weird because they usually don't actually keep up with what he's doing as a player so
1: yeah it's um it's bizarre i I would i think i told you guys if it'd be one thing if like all of a sudden ottawa came out like gangbusters this year and like they played unbelievable and it it really looked like hey we just need you know we need a, a nice solid veteran that can help out on the power play something like that and that would get us over the hump, and you know who better than someone who's already a captain to help lead this team. Okay, but well, you could talk to me then. But they were horrible this year. I know they were good down the stretch, but that doesn't really mean anything when your team, you know, was eliminated. So in the I North, feel like the division, same thing. Yeah, I feel like the you. same
2: thing happened last year too. Like I remember seeing from their fans that the future, like not to say the future isn't bright because they do have a lot of good young players, but at the same time, like as we know good young players can only get you so far like they don't have that like generational talent young player
1: yeah
2: um and they don't have really any good veterans maybe besides like Connor Brown and he's nothing more than like a third line player on a cup contender so like it, careful. it's a careful careful with
1: that um, you know how much i love me some connor <laughs> yeah, you're brown big
2: connor brown guy i mean he's a, he's a good third liner but i mean bring him to the flyers
1: do it book it,
2: it i want to it's just funny that, again, it's like those small sample sizes that we always mention. I mean, that really steer people to believe one thing when in reality, it's just like, hey, you, you beat some teams in a bad division at the end of the year by chance. So,
1: yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I don't think any of us see that really happening. So,
2: I'm not sure. How too about, about something it. that could potentially happen? Let's,
1: that's a perfect segue, Matt. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take us
2: there. What do you think? So, Seth Jones has apparently told the Columbus Blue Jackets that he does not intend on re-signing with them after this season. So he has one year left, that I believe, like five point four or something along those lines. Um, and the report also mentioned that he would be traded this summer. Um, so. Very interested to hear what you guys think about, like, him. And I know he's kind of polarizing. It seems like a lot of – I shouldn't say a lot. Some analytics accounts seem to believe that he's not as good as many believe. And it's more of, like, a name recognition more than anything. Um, So what do you guys think? Potential flyer?
0: I mean, I'm – Side me up. I would be – yeah, I would be all in on Seth Jones. Um, If if Dougie Hamilton is either – not realistic because he doesn't have the flyers on his list, or he, you know, just resigns with Carolina. I mean, if Seth Jones is actually available, I feel like you gotta, you gotta look that way because
1: he's young, he's yeah, good puck mover, he's solid defensively. You know, he's he's everything that a great partner that Ivan Provorov would need. I mean, can you imagine Provorov and Seth Jones as the top pair? Woof, what do you think yeah. you'd
2: give him? So, like, let's say he has a pretty good season with us next year, right, and we're in a flat-cap world. Um, it's kind of a two-part question. What would you get? We already have him. What would you give him that makes sense from, like, a salary perspective? And then, so you, secondly, what do you think it takes to get
1: him from a trade? If I'm, if I'm the Flyers, you do the same kind of trade for Ryan Ellis. It's the same Ryan Ellis package, more or less. Maybe a little more, maybe a little less. I don't know. But that's, like, a TK, a first, a Myers— Maybe you need to sprinkle a little more. I don't know. Kekalainen is apparently, you know, he's, he's tough to deal with. So, I don't know. But that you, when give you a, have
0: your own player saying that he <laughs> yeah. doesn't want to play with you, you kind of run out of options too. Yeah, so.
1: you think that, but uh, yeah. we'll see. The, um, but, yeah, you, you give up some a package like that. However, if I'm the Flyers, I'm not trading for Seth Jones until after July 1 because then he can actually negotiate his new contract. So, yeah. I would say, hey, Seth, Seth, we want you in Philadelphia. We've got a trade package lined up to get you here let's talk money let's get you it would be seven years obviously he's gonna want the max so seven years and I don't know eight and a half million nine million it's what it's, it's, it's gonna probably, cost you it's
0: probably gotta be north of eight um eight
1: and a half and I'd, yeah
0: and any, any trade it, the signing has to come as like a foregone conclusion either yeah. you wait until after the first like Joe says or you have a good faith yeah, you know, handshake, handshake wink deal. agreement yeah yeah, yeah. um but I think, I think the value that you said, Joe, is probably close. TK, Myers, uh, first How round about, pick. How about do then... you think
2: they go with Sanheim instead of Myers just from a cap perspective? I'm not saying I'd rather that because he's obviously he's the better yeah. player. but
0: Yeah, uh, even like it's... especially if that could avoid, you know, create a scenario where you avoid trading Konechny or something like that because Myers has more value or something. If you could go... <sighs> I don't even know. Well, he's, Columbus has got Sandheim Sanheim, Sandheim.
2: <laughs> Jesus, yes. Sandheim, Nolan, Patrick and a first. Columbus has Lund, to maybe. be
1: Columbus has to be in full full all all in rebuild mode. I mean they have to Yeah, at this point. It's over. Um, right? I mean w- what about Line A? Oh, see if I'm Chuck Fletcher, man, this is where you, you can You go all. Oh all yeah, in, you Seth, go all Seth in Seth Jones and Line. A? If you, if you give me I mean, Line a and Seth Jones yeah. and this I was would thinking be, about that yesterday. Yeah. In that case then you toss in
2: then you toss in Konechny, Patrick's the sweetener, Sanheim, and a It's a, a first wholesale.
1: The whole team. Forward line.
0: That would be wild. You'd, would, be, yeah. oh, you'd have to You'd have to Adding in like Wenberg or something too as like Wenberg's a 3 Wenberg's gone. Or, or, he's uh, oh Oh, he's that's, right. that's right. That's right. That's Bjor- oh. right.
1: Bjorkstrand's still there. He's, he's I don't know. Bjorkstrand
0: or uh, te- uh, Texier. How you uh, Texier. His name? I, I take Texier, yeah. yes.
1: Yo, yeah. here's the thing. So if you're going to do that deal, the Flyers would – I mean that's a that's a mammoth mammoth deal. That's like that's T.K. Sanheim, Patrick, two firsts, probably. That's
0: Chuck Fletcher putting his stamp on the team. Oh, that's that's that's, that's, if that's it. That's it. Yeah, that is.
1: I mean, that's a
2: completely different dynamic, and it it makes sense. Like even though he didn't play for a year, right? Like you're probably rolling the same type of dice that you are by maybe hoping. For can be better than Patrick, right? So it's like yeah. you kind of yeah. give up one versus the other. It may be their preference versus who they get in that scenario. Um, but I think because a lot of teams know where they are, like I think you might be able to get away with it with just one first. Like one first, Sanheim. You got to sign
1: line A, too. That's so much money is the thing. You're taking yeah, it but on, he's like- come.
2: He's coming off a bad year. I, the thing is, I don't think he'd be willing to sign a deal because of that. And that is yeah. the risk that we've mentioned with Linea is that he views himself, and to, to a certain extent, he has that generational shot, and he has those moments where he looks like that player. But I think that is one of the, the issues with him is just like he's going to garner, I mean, at least eight and a half plus if he has a good
0: season next year. That's why you hope you lose
1: Jake or JVR.
0: Jake or JVR in the expansion, I guess. I mean, yeah, we're we're delving a little bit too far into unknowns, but I think point being, Seth Jones, I like, I know last year wasn't great for him, and the year before that, he was like probably a little below his his level, but like, I I just don't know how you could look at him as a player and be like. Like I saw, I saw the Matt, the account you were referencing. Yeah. In their tweet, they they said that the Jackets would be better off without him. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Do you honestly believe that the Columbus Blue Jackets are better are a better team without Seth Jones in their lineup? Like, that's I mean, that's absurd. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, that's a big name that just gets added to a off season that could be pretty wild. I guess overall, league wide.
1: Yeah, and I think...
0: Standard, boys. That,
1: that's terrific. Matt, wait, go ahead. What do you have? No,
2: you no, know? no. I was just going to say, and I think, like, the line anything thing actually... It's just funny because usually those things never happen, but after his comments to the Finnish media about, like, he doesn't even think hockey's fun anymore, like, it's very hard for me to believe that there's not some conversations with that management about get, hit, trading him again. Like... Yeah. You make those comments and you have him come in for another year. He knows if he comes in and doesn't have another good year. like He's setting himself up for having to bet on himself on a one-year deal because he's going to want a big contract after that. And I don't know if that's what he's going to want to do. But nevertheless, excited to see what Chuck has up his sleeve.
1: Interesting times lay ahead, gentlemen. We, uh, the draft isn't uh, super, super far off now. We're, we're kind of getting into the – I mean – Already, Boston is. You know, Boston Islanders are already two games in. I guess the Avs played a night, shouldn't they? We're recording Monday or Tuesday night, by the way, for everybody. Avs play tonight, right, Matt? Tomorrow
2: night. They have two days in between games, so tomorrow night. Oh,
1: who plays tonight? Anybody? That's a good question. Go. Um, pull up the NHL app. You'll trust the old trusty NHL app. Uh, Oh, Tampa and Carolina, game one tonight. There you go. Oh, no, sorry. Tampa Bay already won. It's it's 1-0. So, game two of that series is is tonight. So, I'll probably be watching that. I know you guys probably will be, too, just checking in. So, anything else, boys, before we wrap up? I don't know.
2: I think it does it for me.
1: All right. Joel Embiid is going to miss game five, it looks like, for the Sixers tomorrow, Wednesday night. So, hopefully hopefully the boys can get it done there. Gentlemen sweep. We give them one. I like it. But for Matt, for Mike, for myself, hope everybody has a great day. Take care.